evening, everyone, and welcome to tonight's episode of Prospect After Dark. Uh, I am Kyle Reese. I am your host. I am underneath the umbrella of the lovely and talented and amazing Birds on the Black. This is our first Prospects After Dark of the 2019 year of the 2019 baseball season, we'll call it, uh, as the NFL season starts to end a little bit, uh, tragically almost for a couple fans and teams. Uh, we start segueing into Major League Baseball season at the start of the 2019 year. Uh, look, there isn't a ton to talk about tonight. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone who's walking on in. Uh, let's see. Happy New Year. So I guess that's going to be the uh, the overarching theme tonight. Just going to be a lot of Happy New Year, right? Uh, I can say personally that I had the best New Year's, New Year's Eve of my entire life, bar none, hands down. Uh, my life is happy right now. I've never been so happy in my entire goddamn life. So, uh... Anyways, my hope for everyone as we enter the new year is that you guys are having a 2019 that I am having because it's been wonderful and you all deserve it. Yes, happy new year, uh, uh, Nick Old Saint. Hello, everyone. Oh, uh, yeah, so, oh, God. M- Mr. Parkey, the kicker for the Chicago Bears, I raise my glass. Uh, to you, sir, you're probably feeling it harder than anyone other than uh, uh, Ashley tonight. Uh, so to you, I raise my glass. Good luck getting through it. Hello, Alex. I love you. Thank you so much for the, the, the thing that was going on in the group chat earlier in the week. I owe you a big one. Uh, uh, Mr. Whitewater Attorney, uh, Adam Van Grack. Hello, sir. How are you? Hello, pad people. Uh, so again, this is going to be a weird night. We know it already. We know because there hasn't been a whole lot of news in Major League Baseball. There hasn't been a whole lot of news with the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm working as we speak. Uh, I just finished my final draft for the Dirty 35. Now, I do anticipate, as I look at it right now, as it stares at me in my whiteboard, I anticipate one change. There's one thing I think I'm going to change. I haven't made up my mind. Uh, But we have a lot to go through, and I imagine we'll touch a lot on the Dirty 35. Uh, uh, My friend uh, Christian says, champagne tonight because I'm a classy bitch. There you go, Christian. There you go. And Christian, I know you hate the hospital, man, but fuck it. You know what I mean? Uh, what up, y'all, from, uh, Jastical, hello, Jastical, how are you? Look, uh, oh, hey, Tara's here, hello, everyone, thank you for being here tonight. Now, again, it seems like all we're gonna do is exchange pleasantries, uh, there's, there's plenty of, uh, there really isn't a whole lot to talk about, so, bring your weird stuff, let's talk about nonsense, I, again, I, I feel like I am, I am incredibly unprepared, uh, but we can talk about the Dirty 35, we can talk about nonsense, just bring it and bring it hard. When do you expect Montero to make the bigs? If I had to choose, I'd say 2020. Remember, after this coming year, Eliras uh, Montero will have to be added to the 40-man roster, and at that point, it gives him a clear path to the major leagues in some capacity. The other thing I want to say is uh, Colin Garner and I on Friday night recorded our first Prospects to be Named Later podcast that you can find at Birds on the Black uh, through the iTunes store. Uh, our first prospect uh, to be named later, and you should check it out because it's a good listen, and I got to tell you, I'm really good. I'm just so good. No, Colin's good and all that stuff, too. Uh, preferred Reyes role in 2019. For me, it's the bullpen, but the Cardinals are taking the appropriate approach to that, in my opinion. I think if you bring him into spring training, you see if he can handle a workload uh, as a starter, and then maybe you use him as a starter. You have him ready to go in case one of the starting pitchers get hurt. Uh, but we'll just, we're just going to have to wait and see. My preferred role, especially with the way the bullpen is now, I would like for him to be in the bullpen. I think that he, Hicks, and Miller could be an almost dominant, you know, uh, what year would that have been? 2014, 2015-esque Kansas City Royals-like bullpen at that point. But wait and see. You're going to need all the pitchers, and that's really what's important. Uh, I mean, you're going to need every pitcher. And it's something we've talked about a lot. Do you think the All-Star break should be longer? 
do I think the All-Star break should be longer? I don't think the All-Star break should be longer. But I am one of these people who is in favor of shortening the Major League season. And I know that that's not good for ticket sales and revenue. But I think uh, I think it's good for the players. And I think it's good for the fans. Like, get a little bit of space in there. That's one thing that I like. I, I think, it, what is it, 154 games it would be knocked down to? Uh, hey, I'm here. It won't let me chat on desktop. And it's this whole thing. Uh to Ashley, I raise my glass. So, uh, again, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, I don't know how this is going to be taken or whatever. I don't really give a fuck. Uh, for the last month or so, Ashley and I have been talking a- and dating, and I feel extremely, extremely lucky uh, to tell you that over the last month, I've been happier than I've ever been in my entire life, and that's because of Ashley. Uh, it's been an amazing new year, and uh, every little bit of effort is worth it. And I've never met a girl who made me feel that way, so to Ashley, I raise my glass. Daniel Sarr, my good friend from high school, asked me to marry him. Sorry, Ashley, I got to marry him. My friend Dan now, moving forward. We get it. Uh, you get some dude. <laughs> Over under 27.5 Nolan Gorman, ding-dongs next year. Over. Uh, let's see. Congrats, Kyle Ashley, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, all right. You don't even know. Uh, wedding at Bush, yeah, me and my buddy Dan. Who's the number one Cardinals prospect to make the biggest impact in the 2019 season? I'll say Genesis Cabrera. I'll say that the Cardinals end up in a position early on in the year. And I do, like, I like some of their left-handed options. I'm not done on Cecil. Like, uh, Chase and Shreve, SEO Cup of Joe's a big fan of his. Uh, uh, I would be on board with something like that. But I think that Genesis Cabrera is going to be in a position where he's going to get called on maybe a little earlier than everyone, and his contribution might be a little bit stronger. It's either going to be him or Ryan Helsley. That's the direction I would go in. I don't think it's going to be a position player, unless you're still considering Tyler O'Neill a position player, which I am not. Uh, uh, from a prospect standpoint, I can only handle Kyle part-time anyways. That's right, Dan. Poor, my poor buddy Dan Sar has dealt with me for nearly all of my life at this point. Uh, and I love Dan with every ounce of my being. One of the few people that, I mean, Dan's seen me at my worst. I've treated Dan shittier than any other human I've ever treated in my life. Uh, and, and he's taken more shit from me than maybe any other human. Uh, and he's, he's my, my great, great friend. So, Dan, to you, uh, I'm drinking some of my, uh, Redemption High Rye Bourbon. This goes to you, my friend, to Dan Sar. Uh, Drake Mann, our good friend Drake Mann asked, uh, do you think the shift be banned? Now, I love questions like this, not because of baseball related, but I just like broken English. It's one of my favorite things. So do you think the shift be banned? Girl, I think that should be banned. Ban that shit, girl. No, I don't think it'll happen. I-, I think that they'll try to get cute with it. I think that you'll get, you know exemptions, and there'll be like little quirks to make it acceptable, but not acceptable, just like Major League Baseball does. You guys know that. The rules of Major League Baseball end up getting really weird and really convoluted, uh, really aggressive at some times, but then also almost purposefully ambiguous. I don't know. We're just going to have to wait and see. I don't think it'll be banned. I think that's bad for baseball. Uh, what's the word on Victor Garcia from Patrick B., who is Graham tonight? Uh, the word on uh, <laughs> Ben Cerruti asked, how high is Ricky Coinside on the Dirty 35? I put him in the top 30, Ben. Uh, to you and Alex, I put Ricky Coinside on the top 30. Uh, so Patrick, Patrick B. channeling Graham earlier. Uh, with Victor Garcia, I don't know how his health is. Remember, he ended his 2018 season a little hurt. And uh, we'll see where it goes from there. I, I I think he's fine. The injury wasn't serious anyway, so hopefully it's all good. To, to, it's all good. Hayden March asks, MLB needs to fix free agency. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. Uh, 
Adam Van Grek says, what is the schedule timing status on Andrew Kisner from, from Caleb Van Grek? Well, Caleb, I would think that maybe at the end of the season, and almost certainly in 2020, you're going to get some type of shuttle event with Andrew Kisner moving up and down from the majors as maybe Yachty's backup. Uh, it depends on how this season goes. All he has to do is make a small, little improvement defensively, and he'll be in a position where he could fill that backup role. And the other thing that makes Kisner more valuable than, say, Francisco Pena or even Carson Kelly is Kisner is bats better, and also he can play a corner infield. So if we're talking about a timeline, 2020, making a Major League debut with uh, uh, a little bit of, of flux. Uh, was Montero signed while there isn't spending, uh, while their spending wasn't limited? He was indeed signed when spending wasn't limited, but he was also a really cheap sign, Adam. It was something we talked about in the group chat. I want to say that he signed for $200,000 or maybe $300,000. Sam Hopkins 3L says, I love the Cardinals, man. I do too. I love baseball. I love Cardinals. Uh, Which backup catcher would you pick up? Maybe via trade or signing. It's Gary Bennett or or, or die for me. Uh, I thought about Eric Fryer, uh, but Gary Bennett or die. And you let him and Francisco Pena battle it out for the backup spot. Look, I understand the need to maybe, like, I understand why Cardinals fans are big about adding a catcher with some type of skill set that helps them, but I would be willing to bet, total speculation here, that Yachty makes up the decision on who his backup is, (laughs) right? Look, if, if the Cardinals were in a position where Yachty was only going to play 110 games, then I would imagine that they'd get a little bit more aggressive about who his backup is, but right now they don't need to, and Yachty doesn't want that, and it's better to not even deal with it, so... They, look, they have Kisner. They can always go to him. They had to. Add, they would have to add him to the 40-man. Uh, and his catching can be kind of weird sometimes. He kind of stabs at the baseball. Uh, but he's also good sometimes, too. So, anyways, all I'm trying to say is, look, it's it's Francisco Pena. It's always going to be someone like Francisco Pena until until Mr. Molina proves that he can't do it on a day-in, day-out basis. If Yachty gets hit, uh, it, Langston Little asks a good question, and I think it was something that we were just kind of shadowing a second ago. Uh, if Yachty gets hit... If Yachty gets sent to the DL at some point, does Kisner get the call? I don't know. Now, the thing is, I would think so. But remember, they signed that one guy whose name I cannot remember to play like the Steve Barron role. They might go in that direction first. I think it just depends on what kind of strides Kisner's making. It's what I would do. Like, say if Yachty or Molina uh, took a ball to the balls, uh, hopefully that they would go to Kisner like they were planning on going to Kelly. A Happy New Year! To the O underscore M-O. Who's the best pure hitter in our farm system? Pure hitter? Well, if you're talking about from an average perspective, it's Andrew Kisner. Andrew Kisner has, he's probably the player in the league that I, in the minors, in the Cardinals organization, that I would say has the best chance of hitting above 300. Now, take that for whatever it is. I know that the average debate uh, rages on in every corner of Major League Baseball fandom. So I would say him. Uh, He hits to all fields. His power field as a right-handed hitter is to right center field. Uh, Tommy Edmond can hit to all fields. Max Schrock makes a ton of contact, but he doesn't do a lot with it. Uh, I'd say Andrew Kisner, but if you're talking about like a full package, power, uh, uh, average, on base, then it's Aliris Montero. Uh, uh, let's see. I can't wait for a Yachty statue. That'd be cool. Uh, Joe Hudson, that's right. Be Real 5 says Joe Hudson, that's right. Took a ball on the balls. He only has one left. So, friggin' cards, believe it or not, I don't think he only has one left. It was something that I tried to ask uh, Benji Molina about when I was doing that Q&A thing with him at patios a couple uh, a couple months back. And he said that all he did was tear a ligament, uh, a ball ligament, which, hey, God bless America. God bless anatomy. Uh, and uh, that he would not say specifically if he lost the testicle or not. 
is Jed Jerko on the opening day roster? That's a really good question from Brent Lankford. I'll say yes. So here's what I was thinking about, right? So last year when the Cardinals went to the winter warm-up, Randall Gritchick was a part of the Cardinals, right? Or was it before or after? I think it was. he was a part of the Cardinals at winter warm-up, and then he was traded right after. I would think that's either going to happen with Jed Jerko or Jose Martinez. Uh, where Jed Jerko becomes more important than Jose Martinez is as a defensive substitution, right? If you remove Matt Carpenter from a game, if he gets hurt, you, you know, you can move Yairo over to third. He's That's his best position. But that's also Jerko's best uh, position. And you might need a defensive replacement late in a game for Matt Carpenter if he's treading water. Maybe that's the direction that you would go. Uh, I don't know. You know, we'll see. But I, I would say that there's a better chance Jose Martinez isn't on the roster than he is. Uh, I'd rather have J-Mart than Jerko change my mind. I won't be able to. So the thing about uh, Jose Martinez, right, is that he's so valuable off the bench as a hitter who can hit righties and hit lefties. But if you're talking about how this team is currently constructed, who might be more important to this team, you might be talking about Jed Jerko. Uh, we have to wait and see the strides that Matt Carpenter has made as a third baseman defensively. He's out there working every day. I know he's put it on Snapchat or uh, whatever it is. Uh, 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 Maddox Mustache says, Gyro is a natural center fielder. Change my mind. I won't need to. All you have to do is watch him out there. Uh, what do you expect from Matt Carp this year from M-I-Z-Z-O-U? Who's a backup shortstop? My guess is that it's Edmundo Sosa uh, in the long term. That they'd probably end up moving, uh, uh, maybe Gyro over there a little bit, but we'll see. I would, I would suspect it's uh, Edmundo Sosa. What do you expect from Matt Carpenter? I would expect Matt Carpenter. You're, t I think you're talking about 260, 360, 20 home runs, 43 doubles next year. Hey, and and playing, playing a decent third base. Sometimes his arm will get a little wonky, but it looks like it's okay right now. It's getting stronger. That's the report. And that's all you can really hope for. Hey, Kyle, what does your bullpen look like for the next year opening day? So what does mine look like or what do I expect the Cardinals to look like at this point? Because if I go with what I expect the Cardinals to look like at this point, then you look at what their 40-man roster looks like. And that's not – well, freaking cards, 260 for an average for Matt Carpenter's, you know, it's whatever. Uh, I want on base percentage 360, 370, and I want those home runs. So if we're talking about mine, uh, what my or what their opening day bullpen might look like, then you're talking about we'll just do Gregerson and Cecil, right? And then Andrew Miller and uh, 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 Jordan Hicks. Those are the four. And then Brevia and Leon, and then uh, uh, probably Mayers more than likely, or Myers rather. That's just kind of how the Cardinals roll. He's out of options. Uh, He's out of options, and sometimes that's the direction that the Cardinals go. I think Daniel Ponce de Leon will be in there. And remember, the Cardinals might be more likely to bring another pitcher. Uh, they might be more likely to bring another bench bat, actually. I don't really know, but it'll be interesting to see what they do with Dakota Hudson. But that's the direction that I think they go. I know, I know, it's all about OBP from Matty C. Yeah, especially as at the top of the lineup. Uh, again, it's all about that above 360. Somebody said Gant. So I think Hudson has a really good chance of starting the year at AAA exactly like Jack Flaherty did at the beginning of this year. The difference is Dakota Hudson is not nearly as good as Jack Flaherty is. Not nearly. Like, not even in the same the same like world as good as Jack Flaherty is, was at that point, whatever you want to say. That's the best move for him. Now, if something happens in the bullpen, then I think that the smart move would be to start the year with Hudson in the bullpen. But I think between those guys that we talked about, Gant, 
Uh, you know, well, I know somebody said Gant. I don't know what they're going to do with him. He's going to be really interesting. Maybe he's the guy, because he's out of options, that goes into the bullpen for the role that I pegged Daniel Ponce de Leon for in my mind. Uh, and then Ponce de Leon goes down. I know this. The Cardinals are in a position with, with Gant and Gomber and Ponce de Leon and Hudson, where they have a lot of starting pitching depth that they could still get creative with. Uh, Kevin the House says Hudson ran out of steam last year. He definitely ran out of steam, especially when he was used pretty, pretty aggressively upon entering the major leagues. But I will tell you that as a guy who watches every one of his major leagues or minor league starts, let me say 75% of his minor league starts, that wasn't too different than what you saw from him at the minor leagues. He doesn't have good command control. Like he doesn't have, he didn't exhibit consistent major league command control. And, uh, that's, Kind of the thing, like out of the bullpen, especially in short bursts, and we saw it when Jordan Hicks struggled. If you can't put away a hitter, if you can't get ahead of a hitter out of the bullpen, then you're setting yourself up for failure. And that's what Dakota Hudson did. I do believe he ran out of steam, but I also think that it's a command issue from him too. Is Hudson overrated or underrated from Langston Lil? I, uh, I Langston, I'm gonna cop out on this. I will take the uh, uh, the. The easy way out here. I'm going to cop out of this one. And I'll tell you, he's rated exactly how he should be. Like, realistically, he's the best prospect in the Cardinals organization if you're include, if you're thinking of him as a prospect. Uh, I think he has a chance to be a dynamic back-of-the-bullpen type or a back-of-the-rotation type. I don't see him as a front-of-the-rotation type. And I don't see him as, uh, like, a long man out of the bullpen. I don't think that suits him very well either. But I think he can be a very, very useful part of a major league roster. And that is how I've always kind of viewed him. So we'll see. Uh, what would your starting rotation be with the ceiling uh, of all pitchers, majors and minors? So again, mine's going to be a lot different than you guys. I would not, uh, I would, it's going to be a lot different than the Cardinals. Let's recap. So Cardinals are going to go Seamart, Flaherty, Michaelis, Wayno, and Waka. Now I would, I would probably put Wayno in the bullpen. I'd probably try to move Waka. No disrespect to either of them. Uh, but I would probably do Seamart and then Flaherty and then Michaelis. And then a complete open competition with the lean going, and this is going to sound crazy, but this is me, uh, to Ryan Helsley and Genesis Cabrera. I know it's crazy. I know it would never happen. But I do think that those two pitchers have the best pure stuff in the organization. Now, I love Michael Waka. I would try to move him. And if I couldn't move him, he'd go in. He'd be one of the four. And then that fifth spot where I would try to see what I could do with with Mr. Wainwright, who I love and admire and all that stuff, uh, I, I would put it up for grabs. And whoever claims it between Gomber and Gant and Hudson, and Helsley, and Genesis, who are all on the 40-man, that's the direction that I would go. Uh, I don't think the Cardinals are in a position, with how competitive the Central is going to be, to give away any starts. And uh, they gave away a bunch of starts at the beginning of the year when Adam Wainwright was ineffective, and they can't do that again. Uh, I don't think Wainwright will be above Waka. I, so, we say that, but remember, if Adam Wainwright comes into spring training and is the September version of himself... The Cardinals are going to try to get cute with that. Don't be surprised if all of a sudden he's in a position to start the home opener. Or just, you know, be prepared for that. Because the Cardinals love pageantry. Mr. DeWitt loves pageantry more than the B-Fibs do. Don't forget that for one second. He likes players that spend their entire career with the organization. Uh, it's part of the reason why I expect Matt Carpenter to be with the organization for his entire career. And he will do anything to ensure the legacy of those players. Uh, keep that in mind. Somebody says, oh, uh, Lauren, who is good friends with STL Cup of, or STL Cup of Joe, uh, Cardinals Gifts, uh, and also tweeted out a hilarious meme uh, which is basically just about how sad I am all the time. Uh, not anymore, though. Joke's on you. Um, 
uh, says, uh, uh, Waka's gold. I agree. I like Waka a lot, but he's the type of player, pitcher especially, that you don't, you can't rely on in any capacity because of his health issues. I'm a Braves guy, but I enjoy watching this to see another team's perspective from Jin Rum. Hey, to the Braves, who are a fantastic organization in a fantastic position right now. Uh, not a fact, they're a good organization in a fantastic position to maybe have a stranglehold on the East for quite, quite a many years. Would you rather have had Miller or Britain for the contracts? Miller, easy. I love what the Cardinals did with that contract as compared to Britain. Uh, you know, I, so here's the thing. That Britain contract, that can be four years, five years. What is it? I, I only saw the details like in a glancing blow last night. Um, I, the Cardinals are only guaranteed two years of Andrew Miller and a third year if he earns it. Uh, I am I am on board for signing relief pitchers to no more than two-year contracts with the third year that they can earn. Uh, you think Goldschmidt performs better or worse than he did in Chase Field at Bush? Look, I think that uh, the smart anticipation, uh, uh, I think the smart anticipation here with Goldschmidt would be to just cut and paste what he did in Chase Field. Uh, that, that's what I would do. Uh, sup, babe? Hey, what's up, Jay Duda? How are you? Uh, do you honestly think Helsley will make his debut this year? I do think Helsley makes his debut. Again, he's on the 40-man. Uh, same thing with Genesis Cabrera. That's the direction that I would go in. Uh, the Depressed Bears fan is here. There are uh, Maddie. Uh, I hope you enjoyed your time there. Uh, that's a tough... It's a cool game to go to, and I've heard it's an amazing stadium, and I hope you had a great time. Uh, and to the, all the Bears, Bears fans out there, I raise my glass. Uh, listen to Pat on a cellular device for the first time. What a wild and crazy ride this is. Uh, from Alex Chrisafuli, who's my favorite person on earth. Uh, Kiefer Dean Roach. So Kiefer Dean Roach is in here, and I think for the most part, a roll tide, someone says. I'm all about Alabama. I love, I love the Crimson Tide. So, uh, to, real fast, we had five people, uh, uh, we had five people win Prospects After Dark Beanies, and that was Kiefer Dean Roach, uh, Christian Rabbit, Matt Stromer, I believe Seth Turner, and uh, our boy, Not Barilli. Cardinals Gifts wanted me to tell you that within the next week, we plan on shipping those out to you, so you should have them within the next couple weeks. And again, thank you to everyone who bought the Prospects After Dark uh, uh, gear. Um, it turns me on wildly. And you, uh, you should definitely wear it all the time and take pictures and send them to me, creepily. Male and female friends. Uh, let's see, I'm ready for the Mets to start off good and then die off. And trade all their players. I don't know what to expect out of the Mets. I thought that move that they made today for uh, for Davis is a really, really good, smart move. Now, they gave up some prospects. And I think that some people view those prospects pretty high. But we're just going to have to wait and see. You think the Brewers are for real? Well, I, you can't say the Brewers aren't for real. I can't say the Brewers aren't for real. And the reason I can't say it is because they finished with a better record than the Cardinals. And they really haven't lost a lot. I think they still need to upgrade their starting pitching. And I'm sure that they're they're hoping that Nelson can give them a big boost like they thought he would be this year if he was healthy. Uh, we'll see. I think that they're good. I think that they're for real. I think that they have staying power. But they need to make some moves. Uh, since you got a center fielder now, are we not allowed to talk about Flaherty's smoke show of... Uh, oh, GF right now in center field. No, no. We're going to talk about uh, how hot uh, the Bermans are, including the sister. Look at her. She's not even real. They, like, eat shit off of each other's fingers and everything. It's in, an incestuous love fest. And as somebody who would have sex with all of his brothers... I appreciate that. Is there any way Fowler has a good year? I think that there is. I guess it all depends on what your spectrum of a good year is. Like, 
career average, whatever his career average is. Like I'm assuming, and I know Todd, Todd Thiessen in our group chat put it there, but what, my guess is that his career average is like 265, 350, probably like 13 home runs, 30 doubles. Like I could see that. I'm polling for that. It's all about him getting his mind right, his body right, and if that's the case, then I could see it happening. How many wins do you think the Reds have at the end of the year? Uh, so the Pirates finished with 81 last year. The Reds finished with like 69, nice, 68 or 70. I don't remember. It was like right in that clump. And uh, my guess is that the Reds, as currently constructed, constructed finish with 80 wins. Uh, those sound best case scenario, LOL, from Langston Little. I don't, I don't even know what we're talking about. Uh, MLB Trade says 81 for the Reds. Yeah, so I think, I think that they go from at least 70, or, you know, right around 70 to 75, and I think that there's a chance that they get up to 80 if everything goes well. But the Brewers and the Cardinals and the Cubs and even the Pirates to a degree, it's gonna be a tough division, and it's gonna be a bear fight, uh, to Akeem Hicks. Uh, I'm pretty sure his Houston and Chicago numbers were better than his Coors numbers. I don't know who we're talking about. Oh, uh, Fowler. Yeah, my bad. How long until Puig... And also, Fowler was in Baltimore, right? Uh, how long until Puig causes some sort of media scandal in Cincy uh, next 24 hours? Hey, Art Lippo, in 2019, will the Cardinals have more wins than the Blues do points at the end of the year? Stay tuned. I will take the over on wins for the Cardinals, and I'm not even one of these people who thinks the Cardinals are going to win like 90-something games. Uh, great question, Art. Thank you. Uh, is the NL Central the best division in baseball? I think so. I think that uh, with the Rays being really good in the AL East, I think that's number two. Or it'll be one and two between those two divisions throughout baseball, throughout the 2019 season. We're just going to have to wait and see. Harper to Cincy just to give Twitter an aneurysm. That'd be interesting. We, you know, when, uh, when Keon Broxton got traded earlier in the week, I thought, how crazy would it be if the Brewers swooped in and got Harper? Like, you talk about setting the world on fire. That would be amazing. Of course, the Brewers, they would never spend that kind of money. It would never happen. Uh, but it'd be something cool and fun, and that would shake up baseball for a while. Like, the offseason has been kind of boring, right? Uh, with, with the winter meetings being as boring as they were, we never got a chance to really capitalize on the excitement that could come from an offseason. So I'm ready for – I'm Team Chaos. I'm ready to hashtag stand back and watch it burn. And uh, let's have some fun shit happen. Uh, Drake Mann says, watch out for the Blue Jays. I don't even know what they have. Please tell me you heard the Brewers' new uh, – the Trash Pandas. I did not hear that. That's awesome. Uh, 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 the American one, the drama for best, uh, this is just the world. The Americans is a good show. I've only watched part of it. Don't really get into it. What if the Brewers get him on a one year, 40 million? That would be incredible. Uh, seems safe to say no Harper or Machado and NL Central. And that's good enough for me from, uh, Lee, Lee, C333. Lee, 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 C3333. I love that. Uh, yeah, keep him out of the Central. And I still don't have the slightest idea at all what's going to happen with Bryce Harper. And it blows my mind that it doesn't really seem to be a whole lot of information coming out. I do think that the national media seems to be course correcting. And it looks like he might be headed back to the nationals. But it seems to me like whenever you start hearing that, that that means that somebody else is about ready to jump in and make it weird. And we like weird shit. That's what we're asking for. We want the weird stuff. But, you know, just keep him out of Chicago. Uh, I don't think it's safe to say that about Harper. Uh, I don't even know what I said. Look, this is stream of consciousness. I hardly have any control over what I'm saying or doing or thinking. 
I think he goes to the Angels, just like pool holes. North Alabama, Huntsville, Trash Pandas. I'm ashamed to live there. I saw a highlight of Genesis hitting a dinger with the cards uh, with a killer bat flip. Yeah, I sent that to Ashley earlier today. And uh, that came from Stu Stiles, who clipped it off. I love that. I, uh, there's nothing I love more than pimping a long home run with a bat flip against a bunch of te- uh, like preteens. For my cousin Charlie, I'm cool if Harper goes to Shy Sox. I'm cool with that, too. You guys know I'm kind of a, a White Sox homer in a weird way. I don't for a second believe the Cubs are out on Harper or from Travis Janik. I don't either. I think that there's a very good chance that, uh, look, any one of those teams, any one of those big market teams can afford to pay for those guys. And sure, that they might take that big hit from a, from a luxury tax threshold standpoint, but I just don't buy that those teams are out of it. And I also don't buy, because there is no justice in this goddamn world, that some team out there wouldn't take half of Jason Hayward's contract and create some type of financial flexibility for the Cubs. Like, that's my ultimate nightmare. And if there's one thing I've learned in my life, it's to expect the nightmare. Uh, everyone can afford Harper from our good friend, uh, Hack Muff. Mr. Hack, I agree with you, sir. Uh, I would think that, and it's something that I've said a bunch of times on here. Look, any team can afford him. Uh, will teams afford him? Uh, I, I don't know for sure, but every team can afford him for sure. Uh, Harper to the Angels to pair with Trout. That would be amazing. I think that there's some people that think that Harper might go to Philadelphia, and then Trout, when he becomes a free agent here in a couple of years or next year, whenever it is, will end up in Philadelphia too because he's such a big Phillies fan and from the area and all that stuff. How many years do you think Freddie Freeman's got left in him? At least five. I'll say at least five for you. Uh, Bama or Clemson, I'm all about Roll Tide. Uh, I, I like Alabama. I like Nick Saban. Uh, I think he's kind of a nutbag. I think he's a bit of a scumbag, too, somewhat. Uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of Clemson, so I am rolling Tide. Uh, Lane Thomas in 2019 from D Jones underscore 9. So the outfield situation within the St. Louis Cardinals organization is really interesting, right? They've got a ton of guys, and now they've got a ton of guys on the 40-man. There's like 73 guys on the 40-man just for the outfield alone. You have Lane Thomas, you have Justin Williams, you have Jose Adeles Garcia, Tyler O'Neill, Jose Martinez, J- maybe even Jairo Muniz, who's probably ahead of Lane Thomas in the pecking order. Uh, with, with Lane Thomas and Justin Williams and even Jag, Adoles Garcia, it's hard to see a clear path for all three of those guys in the major leagues. Especially because I do think the Cardinals will be aggressive with Jairo Munoz using him how they need to. Uh, I bet that for the most part he's at AAA all year. Uh, Justin Williams needs to get traded from the Snorting Bull. So uh, as I start doing, hey, Mr. Hicks is in here. To Mr. Jason Hicks, uh, Madam uh, Jennifer Hicks, and the Prince of Prospects After Dark, Jordan Hicks, we raise our glass. Do I think Ozuna walks next year? I do think he walks. Getting back to Justin Williams, uh, I had him, so I, I ended up doing like maybe 15 drafts of the Dirty 35. It is easily three times as many drafts as I normally do of the Dirty 35, and I pretty well settled on it tonight. And Justin Williams at one point was 18, and I'm going to spoil it for you. I have him at 33. He's 33rd prospect in the organization. When you watch him, and he was young for AAA, and he wasn't exactly awful, but when you watch him, like his swing mechanic is concerning. And his defense is concerning. He has a really strong arm as an outfield. But he just, like, in my opinion, he's kind of a 40-man roster clog. And he's one of the guys that I would expect to find their way off uh, before some of the other guys. Like, I would go with him before I go Cecil or Gregerson. Uh, especially because of sunken cost and all that stuff. 
I don't know what kind of trade market he has, uh, and I could live to regret that. One thing I know is his swing really flattened out in 2018, and it wasn't like that in 2017. So maybe he can make that mechanical adjustment and, and regain some of that hitting steam that he showed in 2017. But I got to tell you, I'm not a big fan of Justin Williams, and I almost kept him off of the Dirty 35. As a matter of fact, like three of my last five uh, uh, versions of the Dirty 35 had Justin Williams off of it. Uh, let's see. Gersh said he'd like to see Reyes in rotation in 29. Whose spot should he, 2019? Whose spot should he take? That's not exactly what Michael Gersh said. Now, the quote, uh, that was put up over the tweet was that, was what Michael Gersh said. But when you listen to it, it was very clear that their plan is to bring him into spring training and take it one step at a time. Have you seen Bird Box? I have not. No, uh, not trying to brag, but I was in one of the rival schools. Uh, I was one of the rival schools to Nolan Gorman. I don't know if that's a brag or not, but it's a cool little factoid. Uh, Randy Rosarena is good as well from, uh, Jeff Dad to Owen. Oh, Jeff's the dad to Owen. So Jeff, I'll raise my glass to you and Owen. Guys, we're going to get drunk tonight. Holy shit. It's going to happen. These last couple weeks, we've really, really been hammering it. O'Neill starts right field for the Cardinals in 2020. I'll say O'Neill starts in left field for the St. Louis Cardinals in 2020. A uh, weird flex, but okay. That's right. That is a weird flex, but okay. Uh, Jastical asked a little uh, while ago, what does your lineup look like? Carp, and I think this is what they're saying, Carp, DeYoung, Goldie, Ozuna, Yachty, Dex, Wong, Bader. So for me, I'd go Carp, and if Dexter Fowler's your guy, I'm going Dexter Fowler, honestly. Uh, and I, I think I'd go Tyler O'Neill too. I just want to see what Tyler O'Neill looks like in a two spot. And then I would go Goldschmidt three. I'd go Azuna four. The Cardinals are going to go Yachty five, so you might as well adopt that. And then uh, I'd go DeYoung six. I'd go Wong seven. Now, if Wong shows the ability to get on base at a 340 clip, then I'm moving him into the two spot, uh, depending on what Dexter Fowler's doing. Who should I watch in AA Springfield this coming year? Uh, okay, so I'm not prepared for that at all. I'll say be ready for Alaris Montero at some point. Dylan Carlson might start the year there. He might not start the year there, but he'll be there soon. I would imagine Evan Kraczynski and Casey Meisner are there to start the year. Be excited about that. Uh, Dennis Ortega might find his way there, although I expect him to spend nearly the entire year at Palm Beach. Uh, there, like Those are just the first couple names that come to my mind. Uh, I, I should probably just look at the list. Yariel Gonzalez is pretty interesting. He might be he might be there. Uh, Alex Pagalde, Jake Walsh, some of those players, they could be there. Those are the guys I keep an eye on. Uh, I like Yariel a lot. Uh, DeYoung is good enough for the two spot, in my opinion, but I get what you're saying. Uh, Luke and Baker. So uh, uh, Daniel Lewis Ortega. Uh, I love Dan I love Danny Ortega. I love I love Mr. Ortega. Uh, uh, so somebody said Luke and Baker. I'm really anxious to see what the Cardinals do with Luke and Baker this coming year. I, I think that they might get aggressive and start him at Springfield. I think that there's a small chance. More than likely, he starts at Palm Beach. Remember, because of uh, uh, stat track and, uh, 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 you know, track man data, the Cardinals can have him at Palm Beach and not have to worry about his statistical output, but measure his success uh, using, using that advanced technology. I think that there's a very good chance that he'll be at Springfield pretty quick. And I'm going to tell you right now, I was aggressive with my ranking of Luke and Baker. Uh, he's up there. He's up there, and I think it might be higher than anyone else has him. I'll be honest. I haven't looked at too many other lists. I, I really take pride in making the Dirty 35 my own list. So uh, I, I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't do any – I didn't look at any other lists. But I'm willing to bet that I have him higher than most. Uh, let's see. Out of all the catching prospects, which one is Lil Yachty? None of them. There's no such thing as Lil Yachty. We might not ever have a Lil Yachty in the organization. There might not ever be another Lil Yachty in baseball. Uh, as much as I wish there was, and I wish that there was something we could talk about, there's nothing like that. 
in the organization. And I'll be honest with you, there's nothing like that in all of minor league baseball either. Uh, who's the best defensive catcher in the organization? It's Dennis Ortega with Julio Rodriguez nipping at his, nipping at his nose. Uh, this could have been asked, but my Wi-Fi cut out is Reyes on the 40 man. Alex Reyes is on the 40 man. Victoria, to you, we raise our glass. Did Edmund end up performing well enough to be first man up if the infielder gets hurt? I will tell you that in the last half of the 2018 season, I believe that Tommy Edmond performed well enough to receive the first call uh, if somebody got hurt in the infield. But what I'll tell you, too, is that that's not the business of baseball. The business of baseball is that one of the guys on the 40-man will get the call before him. So Edmundo Sosa, Ramon Urias. Those are probably the first two guys that get the call if something goes weird in the middle infield. Uh, with the Cardinals getting weird with Jairo Munoz, too. Uh, Sosa will be the first call. Yeah, MLB trades. That's, look, we know how the Cardinals work. That's what they do. Uh, and that's what most organizations do, do too, and it's not fair to lump the Cardinals. Uh, I was too young when he came up. It was Yachty, a highly touted prospect. Only 15 plus years till Yachty's son comes up, don't worry, from Lee Lee C333. Uh, yeah, and by that point, Yachty will probably retire. No one knows for sure. Yachty was a pretty highly thought of prospect who was going to be a light hitter. Uh, it, like, I think everyone kind of assumed that the hitting wouldn't come. It would take some time, and it did, and it is, and now he's a Hall of Famer. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, but, like, he was probably a top three player in the Cardinals organization at the time. He wasn't, he was probably like a top 200 player in baseball at the time, maybe 150 on some aggressive rankings, uh, but, like, highly touted. He wasn't, like, a top 50 prospect. Uh, let's see. Which of Reyes' breaking pitches do you like the best to get whiffs? Look, we said it at uh, uh, Prospects to be Named Later, Colin Garner and I did at the podcast. Check it out at Birds on the Black. I would take Reyes' fastball, his curveball, and his changeup ahead of any pitcher in the Cardinals organization. I think his changeup and his curveball are both on par as plus pitches. And uh, I think that we need to really, really absorb that and love that. Because it, they're both really good. They're both swing and miss pitches. They are elite pitches and have a potential to be elite offerings all the way through. Which one do I like better? I love that curveball. It's nasty and filthy. And I like breaking pitches more than I like just your standard off-speed. Uh, let's see. Uh, 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 the Seabass asks, GTG, gotta go grandpa, should be out of surgery soon. Uh, to Seabass, to you and your grandpa, sir, I raise my glass. Somebody just said, God knows, and now I'm freaking out. Does God know that I masturbated vigorously, painfully, lovingly to the thought of his son being crucified earlier today? Over under 10 starts for Reyes a season, I'll say under. I think he gets a handful of starts, and then I think he ends up in the bullpen ultimately. I don't know how many starts happens, uh, but I do think that he finds his way to the bullpen uh, yes, he does. Thank you, Hackmuff. Uh, please, that's pitiful from Kevin the House. Look, I'll masturbate to anything, really. Uh, let's talk MILB conspiracies from Patrick B. So uh, that comes from our group chat, uh, and we don't talk about the group chat. Uh, the Cardinals gift says, preach. Uh, you killed the chat with the Jesus fanfic. Did I? Did I really? I would think that all of the screaming, sweltering hot takes that I've laid have done it. Uh, hello, bald man. Hello, Graham. Uh, thanks for posting the pictures of your pups uh, that, that you, you spend your time, uh, you, you donate your time to take care of at the shelter. Uh, you're, you're a good kid, Graham. Keep it up. <sighs> I hope Schultz uh, recorded that. Uh, wait, what conspiracy from the real RW22? Look, I have this whole thing about minor league baseball and why it's been bastardized and indentured, servituted, 
to as compared to Major League Baseball. I've got this whole theory about it. It's a complete disaster. You should probably turn away. I don't really want to talk about it. Maybe one day I'll write about it. But it's something that we, both myself and Tara Wellman for Birds on the Block, are going to start digging into. And uh, you're going to want to stick. You're going to want to stay tuned to Birds on the Block for all the shit that these guys have planned. Like. Uh, ben Cerruti's doing some amazing stuff with the projection system. Uh, Alex Crisofoli wrote an amazing, amazing article about the, like, Andrew Miller being a theoretically great move for the bullpen. And it was, it was amazing. And Alex is the best. You guys don't even understand. Like, I get to experience Alex in our group chat. He's kind of reserved, uh, outside of that. And he is amazing. He's smarter than any of, he's smarter than I am by a long shot. Uh, and everything he writes is just the highest of quality. That dude should be writing for a fucking mag. He should be getting paid to write. There's no doubt about that. But, uh, Ben's got his projections. Stu Styles is just a couple months, four months away from doing his daily uh, uh, game recaps. Like, we've got nothing but good things on the horizon for you. Stay tuned. But it's something that Tara and I are going to work on. And the gist is, I have this belief that Major, Major League Baseball goes out of their way to make sure that Minor League Baseball is not affiliated with them. Or is affiliated with them as little as possible. And there's legislation that proves it. Uh, and I also think that they do everything they can to not make it an enticing product to a nationally televised media uh, uh, audience, that is. Uh, that, that's my own personal belief. And again, it's, it's, I don't know if it's based in fact or not. It's just as somebody who's watched minor league baseball uh, daily, three, three, one, one, two, three games a night daily for weeks and weeks and years and months, uh, there's something weird there where... MILB TV is as bad now as it's ever been. Like, it's actually gotten worse over the years. Uh, the living situation for these players is worse than it's ever been. And, and I'm starting to be able to really, f like, flush that out. Like, it's really interesting. Anyways, I, my conspiracy theory with MILB is that Major League Baseball is going out of its way to distance it as much as possible because they understand how bad they've created, how bad of an environment they've created for these kids. And they're trying their hardest to not have to deal with the legal repercussions of that. And again, it's crazy theory stuff, but I'll be honest, I don't know how you could look at what these players go through and, and understand like what their lives are like and think that that what they go through is cool, because it's not. Uh, yeah, I went on a rant. I'm sorry about that, Drake, man. My bad. Hello, Fuzzy from uh, Monkey Man NYCJ. Hello, how are you? Patrick B. says, love it in you. Patrick B., I love you. Uh, do me a favor, masturbate to Jesus tonight. Uh, will Tommy Edmond be our new Greg Garcia? Uh, Graham, you're our new Greg Garcia. No, uh, I don't think so. And if it happens, you're talking about an, a year from now. Uh, Monkey Man says he's okay. Somebody says you're spot on. That's never happened to me before. Uh, Kyle is like Charlie Day in that one mailroom, always sunny episode. I've never seen that. Uh, well, I've successfully fooled Kyle. Suck it, Alex. Uh, you know I'm gonna pass on that fine opportunity. Thanks, so hey. Uh, your funeral. Fun fact, Greg Garcia is gonna hit 40 bombs for San Diego. Look, every one of Greg Garcia's home runs next year are gonna come in cores and they're all gonna be 440 uh, feet plus. My door was open when you said that, Kyle. Now my mom is looking at me. Look, 
I would masturbate at this position. Uh, let, I find it hot when my mom, when, when I was in grade school and my mom would watch me, I'd just really enjoy masturbating. Uh, adds mailroom episode to list. Uh, please do. Please do. Let's see how, just how much like, uh, Charlie Day I am. Uh, also, Ashley, let's add masturbating in front of my mom to the list. We might as well. Uh, let's end this broadcast. Jesus Christ. Uh, we'll have successfully, uh, is this group chat very exclusive from old Saint Nick? No, absolutely not. Uh, Graham asked, will Tommy Am, Tommy Edmund be our, uh, uh, <laughs> what the fuck, everyone? Oh, God. <laughs> That's already on there. That's right. We talked about that last night. Uh, Graham asked more specifically, will, will Tommy Edmund be our left-handed, like, bench bat? Again, I don't think it'll happen in 2019. I think there's a good chance it happens in 2020. Uh, he still has some development to do, and the Cardinals have a lot of guys ahead of him on the 40, man. This is like an early 2000s Eminem verse. <laughs> spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti. Dave Chappelle, sorry, I got it. Uh, the masturbating in from. I love you, Kyle, from Keeper Dean Roach. To you, Kiefer, uh, I'll masturbate to you tonight, too. 34 Nick Smith says, typical reliever personality. No, sir, not a typical reliever personality. A typical left-handed reliever personality. Sure, my hat might have pine tar on it, and I might be flicking you off from the bullpen... Uh, but really, I'm just making jokes and acting like an asshole. Somebody asked who's closing. Uh, my guess would be that it's a situational thing where Andrew Miller gets a lot of saves and Jordan Hicks gets a lot of saves, too. But the Braves fans checked out. Yeah, yeah. I got a feeling that most of Southern world is out of this one. Uh, the masturbating in front of Kyle's mom episode. The masturbating in front of Crucified Jesus episode. Uh, all lefties are weird. That is a fact. Uh, but we also make the world go round. I don't know what that means. Uh, who do you see finishing either uh, most saves? Sorry, I'm at the point now where when I see finishing, it means something completely different to me. What time is it? We've only been doing this for like 49 minutes and already it's Kyle after dark. Uh, who do I see finishing with the most saves? I'll say Andrew Miller. Uh, is Gallegos the next Mariano Rivera? Absolutely not. College football is a regional sport now and will lose popularity. I think college football is one of the few sports that doesn't lose popularity in the next couple of years. Now, they do have a bowl system issue that they need to work out, uh, but I can honestly see in the next 10 years, baseball being on the decline, uh, everything but MLS, and that hurts me because I'm not a soccer guy. Uh, why not sign Ozuna? Why not? That's a great question. Uh, the, my reasoning for that is because his agent is Scott Boris. He's not going to sign until he becomes a free agent. And the Cardinals usually don't dabble that way. That's not usually how the Cardinals roll. I like Marcel Ozuna. Now, I will also tell you that I would not resign him now because I would want to see how he would recover following that shoulder surgery. And I point to my, I hit my left arm because I'm left arm, I'm left handed. But I want to see how he recovers from that shoulder surgery. I'm not going to give a guy a contract extension or re-up him when I don't know what it looks like following that shoulder reconstruction or whatever he went through. Uh, NBA going to overthrow NFL. I think that there's a very good chance of that. Uh, Justin William breakout in 2019. I don't think so. NFL will never die. I do think now it's, it kind of regained traction after last year, but I don't expect it to like get better than what it is right now. Uh, do the Cardinals extend Goldie before the season ends? I'll say yes. No, whether I agree with it, whether I agree with it or not, uh, I, I'll stay out of. Uh, college players are treated better than MILB players. It's pretty stupid. That is a fact, too. And that's a great point. Uh, Quinn, I think, said that. But just for, like, a comparison's sake, you, and for four, like, for three years as a collegiate, as a collegiate athlete playing baseball, uh, getting room and board, uh, you are treated better and have a better living situation than you would be if you were a minor league baseball player as an employee. So just think about that. Like, there isn't anyone who's, there, there might not be, God, I'm such an asshole, 
let me try not to get hyperbolic here because I'm getting hyperbolic. Other than like fast food workers and people who work at Walmart and maybe even then still, I can't think of a group of employees in America that are treated with less respect than minor league baseball players are. They're exempt from earning a minimum wage. That's legislation passed in April. And they're exempt from making a working wage or a living wage rather, which is lower than the minimum wage. It's bad. It's really bad. And we see some of these guys get million dollar signing bonuses, but they're the minority. They're not the majority. The majority. They're the 1%. And even then, they still have to make $1,000 a month. I couldn't live on that. I make, not substantially, but I make a great deal more than that. And I struggle to live on it. Uh, life is hard. Life's tough. And these guys aren't given anything. Anything. They have to fight for it. And putting in a 12-hour day does not reward them in any capacity. Uh, I got I go to a D2 school uh, and know a guy who got paid 3K a year plus free room and board for football. Uh, the whole CBA is fucked from the O underscore MO. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, I think one thing that we're all starting to become to terms with, and it was something that we felt pretty confident with after the last CBA, but I think one thing that we're starting to come to terms with is the fact that Major League Baseball, unless things really change, is probably headed for a lockout uh, when the CBA comes up. Because the CBA was bad for the players, and it was really, really great for the owners, and the owners are making more money now than they ever have, and players are starting to like decline in the amount of money that they're making. That discrepancy is starting to widen, and that's really, really, really interesting. Uh, especially now as teams are, are starting to get a little bit smarter about some of the deals they're handing out, uh, and with more and more talk of collusion behind the scenes, where teams are maybe saying, you know what, we're not going to pay any of these big contracts. That really hurts the CBA. And if Tony Clark is smart... And I say smart because it's probably bad for baseball in the long run, so it probably isn't smart. But if Tony Clark is smart, he'll take a fucking stand come next CBA time uh, for his people. Uh, and if not, then if I'm Major League Baseball Players Association, I'm electing a new president. The luxury tax is a scam. So I have a bunch of really – like there's a lot of thoughts that I have about that. I think initially it was the right idea. Hold on. Uh, um, I think kind of seasonal interns. Uh, I like that. Hey, John Dobble. How are you, my friend? Uh, they're indentured servants, John Dobble. Uh, my thought is that oh, – hold on. What was the question? Son of a bitch. Uh, let's see. The whole CBA is, is fucked. Uh, the luxury tax is a scam was the question. I don't think it's a scam. I think that it, like in principle it was a good idea. And I think that it was done right where teams weren't afraid to go over it. Like the big market teams weren't afraid to go over it. But it has become a scam because those big market teams now are staying underneath it. And that's changing the dynamic of free agency. And it's changing the amount of money that goes into the pockets of the players. And that's a big reason why you're headed towards maybe a lockout. Uh, I feel we shouldn't uh, have former players owning baseball teams. I don't have a feeling about that. Like You would think that if you have a former player owning a team, they would maybe sympathize with the plight of former players and uh, uh, give a little bit more money. But I, I don't know for sure. I don't really have a thought about that one way or the other, Drake. Uh, saver metrics are saving owners a ton of money. No, being fucking frugal is saving owners a ton of money. Why does the players' union not take care of minor leaguers? Uh, look, it's a representation thing. I don't understand it. I don't know it. Uh, but more than likely, because the fewer people you have, the harder, the easier it is to probably negotiate. 
Uh, if you're dealing with a more elite group, uh, a smaller elite group, then you probably have a better chance of getting what you want. Uh, and, and also, owners don't want that, and that's part of a bargaining process. That's just how it works. Opinion on new Marlins jerseys? I don't have. I, I saw them. I thought that they were cool. Look, I'm not a big fan of costumes. Like, costume talk doesn't get me. Uh, I will say that I really like the Expos powder blue, and I'm not a big fan of the Cardinals. I think that's the first thing Ashley and I are going to argue about. Uh, opinions on new Marlins jerseys? Uh, but you also think former MILBers would care about improving MILB, and that's something that Tara and I have talked a lot about, as Tara brings up that question. Uh, one thing I want to say... You know, I've been I've been fortunate enough to talk to uh, and interview minor league players. I DM some minor league players. Uh, I have uh, I have dialogue with them, and a lot of those guys don't want to talk even anonymously about their shitty conditions, and that's bullshit. It sucks. But players, make no mistake about this either. Minor league players, what are we arguing about? I'm arguing with Bears fans. Uh, Ashley about powder blues, right? You love the powder blues. Am I wrong about that? I'm not a big fan of them. Uh, uh, so the thing is, like, even now playing they're not a big fan of like uh uh talking out in any capacity anonymously as minor leaguers about their shitty living conditions and and, and their shitty like life like so it's hard to gather information and it's hard to get information and it's hard to elaborate on that information in any capacity you get former minor league baseball players who never made it to the majors talking about it a little bit more but even like the former mil beers who make it to the major leagues uh, <laughs> this could possibly end us. It's over. Uh, I'm gonna buy a powder blue jersey and light it on fire. That's the only opportunity for us, Ashley. Uh, so the only way that you can ever get any type of communication from those players is if they never made the majors. And then the guys who become major league baseball players who are part of MLBPA don't ever really stick up for MILBP MILB players. Uh, so that's uh, that's kind of an issue. Look, uh, the whole minor league thing is is an issue. It's a huge issue, and hopefully, the more we talk about it, the more we find uh, uh, the more we find common ground. One would think one of the strongest unions maybe ever could do more for their farm. In my humble opinion, from Smith A. G. Conrad, I agree. I completely agree with you. Okay, I feel like the only Cardinal fan talking about Kimbrel from Jastical. You are. Uh, will you ever come and make an appearance on Pad with Kyle? I would love for Ashley to co-host a Pad with me. Maybe we'll do that. Uh, absolutely. Am I, uh, MLBers are fake friends. They are. I like that. Uh, things weird in here from Alex French. Alex, you missed on me talking about masturbating a lot. Why does there have to be others, uh, owners? MLB should own all teams. God, I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad. Uh, you like, you look like Rob Manfred, uh, you, wait, hold on. Do you like Rob Manfred as commissioner of baseball? Look, I think, I think he tries to do some stuff. Uh, I think a lot of the stuff he tries to do is bad. I think some of it's good. I don't really have a feeling about Rob Manfred one way or the other. Uh, <laughs> that's bullshit, Ashley. You've got a ton of great opinions. Uh, you're one of the most enjoyable people I've ever had the privilege of talking to. Um, so here's my thought. Look, I tend to be neutral when it comes to shit like Rob, Rob Manfred uh, and Mike Matheny. I don't really, I don't really take a side or feel one way or the other. Uh, I think Matheny was bad with the bullpen, but I don't think he was as terrible of a manager as everyone else made him out to be. I don't think he was a great manager like some other people made him out to be, and that's how I feel about Rob Manfred. Like, remember, Rob, Ma Rob Manfred is just the mouthpiece for the owners. So is he a bad commissioner? I don't know about that. I know baseball is doing really well. The question is really. Are the owners bad owners? And I think that sometimes, because Manfred is the guy who gets pushed to the forefront, we tend to throw him into the fire. And I think that only that's only like that's only part of the equation. Remember, 
Any one of the commissioners in any one of the major league sports is just doing the bidding of the owners. And if they do a shitty job of it, they lose their jobs. Uh, no, Matheny was dog poop. He was, again, a lot of people think so. I think he was just average, below average. Uh, Rob, Man- Rob Manfred's legacy will be decided at the end of the current CBA, in my opinion. Maybe. Uh, we say current CBA, but then remember, uh, 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 what the fuck is his name? <laughs> the last fucking, uh, Bud Selig. Uh, Bud Selig went through a labor stoppage, and he went to the Hall of Fame, and people look at him and his legacy like, other than the work stoppage, it was great. I think it just depends on how long his tenure is. If his tenure goes up after a work stoppage, if there is a work stoppage, then you're talking about uh, a a tainted uh, legacy. No owners would mean MLBPA can negotiate with MLB exclusively and not billionaire owners. I don't know, man. Like Again, that's what you would say. But remember, if you're working under one umbrella, it might become more oligarchic. Uh, I'm sorry, but Jeter does not deserve to own a team. He sold his team and got crap back. Uh, where do you think Evan Mendoza starts out the year? I think Evan Mendoza starts the year at double A. Uh, I will also tell you, too, that I am higher on Evan Mendoza than nearly every other list, too. I told one of my friends. I asked one of my friends. I said, I'm putting Evan Mendoza... Here on the Dirty 35, do me a favor, tell me if I'm close to anyone else. Uh, and I, I, I don't want to know what number they are or anything. And my friend looked, and he found no one. He's like, you almost have him twice as high as everyone else. Look, uh, Evan Mendoza had a bad offensive output at Double A. Probably never should have been to Double A. He handled uh, Single A Palm Beach pretty well. He's a good defensive third baseman. I think with another offseason, with a year of seasoning and getting stronger and bigger, uh, I, I think that you're talking about a breakout 2019, and I think he starts Double A. You and me both love some Mendoza. That's right from Patrick B. Look, anybody who's that good of a defensive third baseman with a little bit of a stick is going to be intriguing. Uh, if the cards don't make playoffs and Goldie doesn't get re-signed, is Mosey gone like the wind? I don't believe so. So we were just talking about the uh, the commissioner and his role within uh, uh, the, the exclusive class of Major League Baseball owners. It's the same thing with John Mazalak. John Mazalak is just doing what Mr. DeWitt wants. And don't think that he's not. Uh, he's given a budget and he's told to get as many wins for that budget. And as long as he's doing... What Mr. DeWitt asks, he's not going anywhere. Uh, Walt Jockety is still part of the organization in Cincinnati. Uh, uh, Kenny Williams is still part of the Chicago White Sox organization. Uh, The thing about the president of baseball operations is that it creates a blanket of security. Now, will Mike Gersh lose his job? I would not think so. I think he's still a year away. Another bad playoff, uh, uh, lack of a playoff exposure. Uh, Maybe Gersh goes. But even then, I'm not sure. Remember, the Cardinals are still have the Cardinals still have winning records, and that's kind of where Mr. Dewitt measures success. He does want to go to the playoffs because he makes more money in the playoffs. But uh, those are like the way we measure success as fans is different than how that guy does. I think most secured his job for at least two more years with the moves he made so far. Hey, I'm back. What have I missed? You've missed nothing, Christian. Uh, has most secured his job. I think most secured his job for longer than two years. I honestly don't see Miss. Look, look at how hard it was for them to fire Mike Matheny. And again, we think that that was John Mazalak and Michael Gersh. Don't think for one second that the, the firing of Matheny didn't come from Bill DeWitt. You could have argued for two years at the very least, Mr. Matheny deserved to be fired. 
And I'd be willing to bet that Mr. DeWitt is part of the reason why it didn't happen. Uh, if, if we look at two years as the landscape for John Mazalek to stick around as the GM of the St. Louis Cardinals, I'd be willing to bet it's closer to four. Uh, again, this, and that's just the way that, like, that's my own personal philosophy on life. Like, that's just how it works. And, and you said there would be nothing to talk about. Yeah, we've got plenty of stuff to talk about. Holy shit. Uh, one move left this offseason that isn't Harper. What do you, what, what you doing, girl? From Jastical, uh, you know, the move I always, I keep going back to is I would like for them to bring in like somebody just like they did last year with like Bud Norris. Uh, I don't want them necessarily to bring in Bud Norris. I wouldn't be opposed to it either, but maybe a right-handed reliever who you can sign for a one-year deal that makes $3 million. I've been a big fan of going to the left side with someone like Tony Sipp or Oliver Perez. One-year, $3 million contract. Something that if it doesn't pan out, you can cut and run quick. Uh, who goes first, J-Mart or Jerko? I'll say J-Mart. Uh, Hackmoff says, okay, first off, all Harper is a done... Uh, Harper's a done deal. I love that. Fuck Mary Kill, Scotch Beer, and Arby's. Well, uh, you you fuck Arby's, you marry Seth Beer, and you kill Scotch. Uh, give me Yangervis Celarte from Drake Man. Uh, sure. Somebody said Kelvin Herrera. Maybe somebody like that. I, although I think with Kelvin Herrera, you're talking about it for an, on a one year deal, something closer to like nine or ten million dollars, maybe even more than that. Uh, I, you know, I honestly don't have a name. Just think somebody like Bud Norris, somebody who has started in the past, who has also pitched out of the bullpen, maybe successfully, uh, that you might be able to get on a discount deal. Uh, let's see. Outside of O'Neill, Gorman, Montero, whose power do you like best in the organization? That'd be Leandro Cedeno. He's on my dirty 35. I'm aggressive with him. But uh, if you are looking for a prospect in the system that isn't named Kevin Woodall and isn't named those names that you just threw out there, it's uh, Leandro Cedeno. Uh, what happened to Byron Buxton? He'll, I, you know, I'm going to say right now, I think Byron Buxton has a, a rebound year this year. Need a shutdown closer, in my opinion, that completes the team. I think the, I think they have a shutdown closer between uh, Jordan Hicks and Andrew Miller if used properly. Uh, why not Kluber? Enough trade pieces and moving a starter to bullpen. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, why not Kluber? Enough trade pieces, in your opinion? I don't know if they have enough trade pieces to get it done. And I don't think that they would make that move. And remember, there are some concerning things about Corey Kluber at the end of the 2018 season, velocity, movement, and mechanic-wise, that would uh, that bring up some like concerns. I like Corey Kluber a lot. He's still like a top 10 pitcher in the AL, probably a top 5 pitcher in the AL. Uh, but he's on the decline. Which brings the next question is, why not Trevor Bauer? And I'm on board for Trevor Bauer. If I was a GM of the St. Louis Cardinals, I'd be going hard after Trevor Bauer. But the thing about Trevor Bauer is he's one of these outspoken type players that the Cardinals seem to avoid. You know, Josh Donaldson, it didn't really seem like the Cardinals got much traction there. They traded Tommy Pham because he's kind of outspoken. The Cardinals like the Paul Goldschmidt type, the guys who don't really have a whole lot of personality. They're just kind of cute and charming and uh, hard work. And then they go and they farm or do whatever it is exactly that they do. Like, that's the Cardinals type player. Uh, you know, something like that. Uh, and then Alec Jameson7 asks, what about picking up Dallas Keuchel and moving a starter to the bullpen? It's not something that I see happening. I like Dallas Keuchel. I would love for Dallas Keuchel to be uh, uh, a member of the St. Louis Cardinals. I like Keuchel a lot. Uh, again, I love Corey Kluber. I would love for Corey Kluber to be a St. Louis Cardinal. But the Cardinals aren't the type of team who is Goldie cute. Oh, I think he's kind of cute. I think he's got them. He's a little dimply. He kind of looks like a big baby. You want to kind of rock him to sleep a little bit after he hits hits dangers. Uh, uh, so anyways, I don't remember what I'm talking about. Just that quick. Uh, is Goldie cute as a guy who watches Trevor Bauer in college? He's Mike Lee 2.0. He's, uh, I don't even know what we're talking about. Uh, oh, so Dallas Keuchel. But the, the thing about the Cardinals is it's not like them to 
sign a guy when they have a lot of pitching depth, even if that guy is better than their pitching depth. From uh, Jeff Niehaus, any chance on Arenado at the trade deadline? Rockies are going to let him, are going to trade him, right? If the Rockies are competitive, they're not going to trade him. But if they're in the fucking tank, then they might trade him, Jeff. Uh, I think that if they're bad, the Cardinals might get aggressive. It just depends on what's going on with Goldschmidt and Wong and Carpenter. Uh, but we're just going to have to wait and see. I want Sonny Gray from MLB Trades. So uh, the report from MLB Trade Rumors, I believe, was that Sonny Gray looks like right now he's going to start the year with the Yankees. I like Sonny Gray. I think Sonny Gray would be in a great addition to the St. Louis Cardinals. But I get the impression that the Yankees are asking for too much. Uh, I want Arenado next year from Golf 782-006. Yes, let's do it. How about that? Look, if you can't sign Bryce Harper, if you don't sign Bryce Harper, then why go in that? You might as well go in that direction. Uh, um, Uh... Hack Muff said a little while ago that Trevor Bauer is Mike Leake 2.0. Uh, so the thing is that Mike Leake, Trevor Bauer is already substantially better than Mike Leake Hack. Uh, like, substantially. Like, Mike Leake ha- has never put up a season like Trevor Bauer has in the last two years. So maybe 2.0, you're talking about a guy who's peaked and might fall back to the pack. Maybe, maybe so. But remember, Trevor Bauer was an elite prospect uh, and an elite collegiate player. And I know you saw him in college, something that I didn't have the benefit of seeing. So I will defer to you there. But I, I will say that Trevor Bauer is a little bit more than Mike Leake point, uh, 2.0. Remember when Brendan Ryan had a, goal, had a glove issue with Carpenter on the mound to start the game? Look, there were issue after issue with Brendan Ryan and, and Chris Carpenter. It was great. Uh, uh, would you rather sign Arenado or re-sign Goldie? I'd rather have Arenado. Uh, let's see. Mike Leake never played in the minors. Yeah, really. It was, uh, it had been like, what, 20 years since somebody had, had gone straight from, uh, the draft to the majors. And he was, uh, he was pretty good for the Reds. And he was pretty terrible for the Cardinals, but was good sometimes. Uh, and then was good to start the year for Seattle and, and last year and end the 2017 season. But, you know, life. Uh, for some relief depth, what about Trevor May of the Twins? Sure, bring him on. Why not? Mike Leake staged an incredible fake fight once at Arizona State. Pretty incredible. I'm all about it. Uh, so Ashley asked, where did he go to college? It was Arizona State. Uh, I believe he was like a Golden Spikes finalist, like one of the five finalists for the Golden Spikes. Will Tyler O'Neill get traded? It doesn't look like it at this point, and I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, anyone else disappointed that Washington got Rosenthal? I am. I would have liked for them to bring Rosie back. That would have been a good move. If we get Trevor May, then we got a gamer and a pitcher. I don't know about that. Uh, what would you consider the Cardinals' weakest position in the organization at second base? Uh, especially trading Andy Young. Now, if you want to get a little bit more specific, you can just say middle infield. They have good catching depth. They have good third base depth. They have first base depth that's interesting but could be better as they move some of the third baseman and maybe an outfielder or two to first base. Outfield depth is good. Starting pitching depth is good. They have some interesting starting left-handed starters. Uh, so keep that in mind. But the middle infield is is a question mark. Uh, and moving forward, they need somebody to step up. Remember when Matt Carpenter complained about Rosie not covering first in New York? That was fun. Man, we've had some tumultuous times as St. Louis Cardinal fans over the last couple years. Uh, Cardinals can easily slide in and get a top free agent since the market is so stale from Hayden March. Look, even when the market is uh, is vibrant, they could easily slide in and get it. Schilt crushes everyone at chess, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mike Schilt stays up till 2 o'clock in the morning reading chess theory. Uh, do you want a dog? Graham, I would love to have a dog. Uh, right now, I am committed to starting uh, uh, having Barkley as my dog, uh, as as our dog. Ashley and I, we're going to get Barkley. It's going to be our dog. And you're just going to have to deal with it. Brett Wallace and Ike Davis staged the fake fight, and it was the start of a downfall for ASU. Whoops! Uh, if the young goes down, who is the next guy up in the minors? 
Again, I, I think that more than likely you look at what the Cardinals have on the 40-man. I would like for it to be a, a, a Tommy Edmond. I don't think it'll happen. But if you look at what's on the 40-man, more than likely they do something crazy and it needs to be Jerko or Gyro at shortstop every day, uh, which is a disaster. They might do Drew Robinson. Maybe he goes there. Another thing I'm not really keen on. Cardinals seem to love him, though, so that's whatever. Um, I... Uh, and then after that, you're probably talking about Edmundo Sosa, and then maybe if Sosa doesn't doesn't work out, they might try something like Ramon Urias, which I'm not a big fan of because I don't think he's a very good defensive player in general. Uh, and then maybe Tommy Edmund after that. So what happens if the young gets hurt? I think the Cardinals would have to scramble. And remember, they might still do something stupid like bring in Jose Iglesias, which doesn't help the Cardinals at all, but you just never know. Uh, I go hard in the paint from Jay Duda, too. Yeah, you post up in the paint, brother. You back that thing in, and you post that, Jay. Matheny was a poop manager, but the sack of crap was pretty. I agree. Uh, will Bader have a sophomore slump? I think so, but I don't think it's going to be, like, a devastating a sophomore slump. You know, like, here's the thing about Harrison Bader. He's probably a 250 hitter that gets on base 320, you know, 32% of the time. Maybe hits 15 home runs and 500 at-bats. Uh, and plays a good defensive center fielder. Uh, defensive center, not center fielder. You can't play a good defensive center fielder, but you can be a good defensive center fielder. Uh, you can be whatever you want to be. Don't let anyone limit you, Mom. Two. Actually, you know what? I, all kidding aside, to my mother and to my father, who I got to spend a little bit of time with individually today, I'm going to raise my glass to them. Uh, I, I never really get into it too much here, but they're incredible people. Uh, they're also just dumb. But I love him. Look, Bader is pretty. Tyler O'Neill's pretty. Mike Matheny was pretty. Uh, the Cardinals have had a nice run good here, as it were, of really pretty players. And if they're going to be shitty, they might as well be pretty. Tommy Pham's pretty. Don't think he wasn't. Will Bader have a power increase? Uh, how many home runs did he hit last year? I'm telling you, in 500 at-bats, you're talking about 15 to 20 home runs. Predicting 30 stolen bases for Bader over under, I'll take under. If you put the number at 15, I'd probably still take under more than likely. Uh, Victoria Dryden says, pretty shitty, somebody says. Uh, I don't know about my parents. Uh, know who else is pretty? Harper. Bryce Harper is a very pretty man. DeYoung is underrated pretty. I think DeYoung is underrated pretty, too. And as Cardinals guests will tell you, his sister's pretty pretty. Uh, also a good run on acquiring guys with bad hairlines. Hey, hey now. Hey now. But no, you're right. Uh, maybe mom complains who big their noses are. FMK, Bader, Ashley, and Arby's. Uh, Ashley's the first two. Uh, I would like to have a threesome with Arby's and Ashley. I think everyone stands to hit better maybe with Goldie in the lineup. So they did some work there. And uh, I think that the work showed that the lineup actually isn't better if you have a big bat protecting it. Now, the the very like practical role of having somebody in Goldie is that he just makes the lineup better because of what he's capable of doing, where that lineup didn't otherwise exist. Like he didn't otherwise exist in the lineup prior. So that really changes that. I, I look, I think that's a bit of a fallacy. I think what makes the lineup better is if Paul DeYoung plays well, if Colton Wong plays like he did in the second half, and if Dexter Fowler plays like he did in 2017. I, I don't necessarily think that Paul Goldschmidt and Marcelo Zuna, uh, uh, Paul Goldschmidt, like all of a sudden makes everybody 3% better or 1% better or 2% better. Uh, but I think that if you can get Marcelo Zuno playing like he did from the beginning of May to the end of the year, and if you can get 
a healthy outfield arm from him in left field, and then Colton Wong playing like he did in the second half, the Cardinals are immensely better. Uh, and I don't really think that that has a lot to do with what happens in regards to Paul Goldschmidt in the lineup. Again, my own personal theory on all that. I think that I just think we blow that out of proportion. I think that's one of those old school baseball beliefs that maybe isn't accurate. Uh, grade the Cardinals player development relative to everyone else in baseball. Well, so the Cardinals player development is a, that's a great question too. I don't know who put that. Um, the Cardinals player development is really interesting because you probably won't find an organization that gets the most out of their prospects than the Cardinals. I would, I would say that if you're talking just from that, it's like strictly talking about like squeezing the most out of their prospects, uh, guys they draft in the 34th or 37th round, it's the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, maybe the Astros are up there too. Uh, uh, maybe the, the A's kind of have a tendency to do that. Rays, Rays seem to always bring up players that they can squeeze all their talent out of. Uh, but, but there, but my, the issue that I have with the St. Louis Cardinals is that it doesn't really seem like their top end players they ever maximize. Uh, when you talk about floor ceiling, like I don't feel like a lot of these guys have ever come close to hitting their ceiling. Now, the ability to hit your ceiling as a prospect is very, very tough. Uh, fewer do it than I think a lot of people realize. But I just don't feel like the Cardinals have ever had a lot of success recently in, in doing that. And I think I think Jack Flaherty is is probably an exception there. Uh, I think that players have done it on a one-year basis. And I, I don't think you're going to see that out of Jack Flaherty. I think you're talking about a 10-year run here with Jack Flaherty where he's one of the top, you know, 35 pitchers in baseball, if not one of the top 10, if not one of the top 5, if not one of the top 25. Uh, but I just don't think the Cardinals have done well, especially position player-wise, maximizing their immediate skill. But if you're talking about like squeezing the most juice out of the organization, I think that the Cardinals are definitely in the top three, if not the top. Uh, do you think Plummer is a bust from Goff? Uh, Goff, you know, the, the one thing we said last week about Plummer is a bust. I have a completely different outlook on what a bust is. Uh, He's 22 years old. He's at a full season affiliate. He's not playing particularly well. The, his future isn't bright, but he isn't done yet. And this is where somebody like Oscar Mercado finally came into his own. So he's not a bust yet. He's on a bust trajectory. But the other thing I always caution people about when you talk about a bust as a player is, uh, what is it, like 60 to 65% of first round draft picks make a major league debut. And then of that, like 60, 65%, only 33% of those prospects, somewhere in between 33 and 50% of those prospects, make a major league impact and have multiple years of major league service time. So I think that sometimes we get a little lost in what a bust is. Like, if he was already out of the organization, I would agree. If, uh, he, if he hadn't been hurt those first two years after being drafted, I would agree. Is he a bust? He might end up being, but he isn't yet. Uh, but they do really well with the plate discipline contact average to above average power guys. Uh, do they? I don't feel like they do. Uh, do you have a, uh, do, who do you have as number one prospect in the cards organization? Look, I'll, I'll spill the beans right now. I am using, I am going to use Dakota Hudson. He's going to be my number one prospect. I went back and forth about deciding, and you guys know because I put it on a Twitter poll. I went back and forth b between deciding who I think is, uh, uh, I couldn't decide how I wanted to do my third, my dirty 35. I couldn't decide if I wanted to use the players that didn't make a major league debut or the players that have made a major league debut. Uh, I decided on the players who have made a major league debut that are still rookie eligible that aren't uh, Gallegos, Ponce de Leon, and Reyes. They're not on the list. Neither is Tyler O'Neill, who isn't major, my, uh, rookie eligible. Uh, but So I went with Hudson, uh, and he's number one, and 
I don't know. It's whatever. Take it for what it is. And I know that's a big spoiler because we count down from 35 to 1. Uh, but you got, look, you guys know who that was going to be. I'll tell you that 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10 are super interesting and you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Uh, why does it take so long for players to develop? Because it's life. Because it's baseball. Because developing's tough. Because baseball's fucking hard. Like, b- the way that I look at it is baseball at the, the T-ball level is hard. And you're talking about the most advanced level of Major League Baseball. There's a lot of shit. Like, Hitting a breaking ball is hard. Hitting a curveball is hard. Throwing a curveball is hard. Throwing a changeup is hard. Throwing a fastball is hard. Making the right play is hard. Uh, making contacts hard. Like baseball's fucking hard. It's hard all of the time, and each level gets progressively more difficult. And these players, when they get to the minor leagues, are smart, and they're the elite of the elite for their level. So if you have a mechanical glitch, then hitters are going to take advantage of that. If you have a hole in your swing, pitchers are going to take advantage of that. Uh, there's a lot of levels. Player development takes a long time because baseball's hard, and Major League Baseball is elite. Uh, no joke, we just said baseball is hard at the exact same time. That means we're both hard together. Uh, throwing a strike is hard, it is. Yeah, throwing from second to first base is hard. Uh, this is the It's Hard episode. <laughs> the Jesus said it's hard episode. Gifts, write it down. Oh, God. How about the Jesus is hard episode? Jesus equals hard episode. Good. We got it. Boom. Gifts, write it down. Uh, let's see. Yes. I think, as you pointed out, we develop guys that might not always make it to MLB with other teams. Yeah, exactly. So it's not that they wouldn't make it to the MLB with other teams. That kind of implies that the Cardinals give guys chances that might not deserve chances, and they do do that. But the Cardinals just have this ability to get like get the most out of a player like Alex Mejia and, and get the most out of Edmundo Sosa. Like... Guys like that, they don't make it to the majors on other teams. They don't get close to that level uh, of success that they do with the Cardinals. Hayden March says he misses the Rams. I do too, Hayden. Although I'm assuming you're a male. Uh, So Hayden, March, if you're a male or female, to you. Down with the patriarchy. All right, so where are we at now? We've been doing this nonsense for what, like forever now? Uh, Somebody says, I love Jesus from Fairfield Brad. I can only imagine. That's great stuff. Uh, what about Adam Adovino? Again, I don't see the Cardinals making any type of uh, uh, addition in the bullpen of that level. Like, I don't see Adovino. I don't see Kimbrell. Uh, they could get creative. Maybe they get one of those guys on a one-year deal similar, similar to what they got Holland. Uh, but anything other than that, I don't see it. Been listening to you via podcast for a while, but this is the first time I've caught you live. From uh, Ultimate Chat. Ultimate Chad, we raise our glass. Thank you for being here. Welcome to our live shindig. Are you chugging vodka? <laughs> Bold. No, that's water, believe it or not. Uh, uh, Hack Muff says he's biased against Alex Mejia because he went to U of A. Uh, Hack Muff, how do you feel about Brett Wallace? Tell me that. Uh, I'd love to, I would love to know, like, your thoughts on Brett Wallace, my friend. Uh, let's see. I listened to the podcast backwards for subliminal messages. Muy bien, Nevis. Freddy is a devil. Muy bien, Nevis. Freddy is a devil. Uh, look, uh, we're about an hour and 20 minutes into this entire nonsense. I, this episode has been a complete disaster from the get-go. Uh, I love Alex Mejia. I'm a big fan of Alex Mejia, too. Look, Alex Mejia is the kind of player, like, as a Cardinal fan that you really come to adopt. Uh, if Alex Mejia's last name was Myers, like Alex Myers, every Cardinal fan would have, or no, if it would have been, like, Gritty Myers, every Cardinal fan would have loved him, 
And he, they, like, they would have been clamoring him to be the everyday starting second baseman for years and years to come, like they were with Stubby Clapp and Bo Hart and shit like that. Uh, but since he's Alex Mejia, he didn't quite get that treatment. I, uh, I love Alex Mejia. I love that we, as Cardinal fans, get to see guys like Alex Mejia make their Major League debut. Uh, Brett Wallace wouldn't have gotten drafted if they changed the metal bats sooner in college. I agree with that. That's a great point, uh, Hack Muff. Great point. Uh, false, been a fun episode from Braun, not Brown. How are you, sir? It's nice for you to be in here. Whatever, blah, 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 blah. Uh, let's see. We had a bunch of other shit come up. Uh, grew a great stash. He did. I'm sick. Uh, uh, the Days of Lore says, I'm sick, so I'm not working tonight, so I'm here. Did we sign Harper while I was gone? Kissy face. Uh, yeah, it happened, brother. And then tomorrow when you wake up, I'll tell you it was a hallucination. What's your opinion on Al Leiter's kid? I think that he was drafted excessively high. I don't think he's quite that good, but I think he ends up making a pretty solid Major League impact. Uh, can't wait to laugh at my Bears friend. Uh, then they will say, at least we still have a team. Ooh. Yeah, Here's the, here's the best Hayden March Become a Bears fan uh, In the last couple of weeks I've become a huge Bear fan Bear down is what I say I say it all the time As a matter of fact This is probably the fourth time I've said it today uh, And probably the fourth time I've ever said it in my life But you know what Bear down uh, No uh, Become a Bears fan Fuck it who cares Just sell out <laughs> Don't view it as selling out though It is funny like uh, do you wish they allowed draft picks to be traded? I do. And they do let draft picks be traded. What I like is that teams are getting more and more aggressive about trading the draft picks that they can trade. That is one thing that I would like to see happen. Uh, you're doing great. <laughs> Laugh my ass off. Thank you, Ashley. Speaking of Ashley, now, uh, you know, we talk about life here a lot. And I talked about it a little bit tonight. But it is funny, right? Like, when you develop an emotional connection with another person and, and, and when, like, that person becomes a very important part of your life, how you kind of adopt things and, like, things that you never really put weight on end up having a little extra weight. And that's what it was with the Bears. Like, that last drive, offensive drive and defensive almost stop, almost stop uh, there. Like, I-, I was on an emotional roller coaster, and I haven't been on that emotional roller coaster in a long time with football. Uh, I- I've, ever since the, blue, the the Rams left, I've been so anti-football. And to feel that was really amazing. But uh, it's just crazy how stuff like that works out, right? Like, it's crazy, and I love it, and I couldn't be happier. Uh, someone told me to bear down in the bathroom, and it was weird. Uh, as long as they're rubbing your back, you shouldn't feel weird. Uh, is your oxy, oxy talking wonky dogster? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think you meant to say oxycotton or oxycodone, uh, and not. It ain't walk, wonky, bro. I dissolve it in this water and drink it. Brevik Lair was a Cardinals legend, changed my mind. Uh, I would never, ever. Uh, the game took a year off of my life. From Lance Dance. Yeah, I know that you're a big Bears fan too, my buddy. Uh, uh, so, Adam, I'm going to tell you right now, I was raving and ranting about you uh, at dinner last night. I love you, buddy. You're one of my favorite people uh, on this here Twitterverse. You're a great guy. Uh, and I, I don't say it about Rusty enough either. Uh, but to you and Rusty, who I consider partners in crime, uh, and also I'll say it right now, Alan Medlock and Colin Gardner for our old Redbird Daily family, uh, I raise my glass to you guys because I love each and every one of you. Uh, Salute. Graham, flood my DMs, girl. I am not a Bears fan, but thank you. Oh, sorry. I, I, I don't know. I know I love you, Adam, and that's really what matters. Uh, the Bears game was devastating. God, it was. Uh, all right, so, so I've been drinking this Redemption High Rye Bourbon, and I like it. It's good stuff. Uh, don't take it. Uh, once this is over, I'm going to go on MLB 18 The Show and do a home run derby with Colby Rassman. Uh, fuck Mary Kill, McCarver, Edmonds, Thompson. Uh, I would... I'll be honest with you. 
I'd fuck Tim McCarver. I bet you that dude says the craziest shit in bed. And I bet you it's the weirdest fucking thing you could ever imagine. So I'm fucking Tim McCarver. And if I had to, if I had to wife one of them, it's Brad Thompson. You know, I love Jim Edmonds and he's the sexiest of the three. But, uh, as I pour in this Jefferson's, uh, we're gonna do a little bit because we still have two more toasts. Um, I'd have to, I'd have to marry Edmonds. If you're making me choose, you got that gun to my head. Uh, that's just the direction I'm going in. Uh, maybe you get one romp in the sack with McCarver and you think to yourself, you know what? That was old and wrinkly. Uh, he couldn't get erect and he just kept smacking me in my face. Uh, maybe at that point you just kind of turn and walk away. And then you go to Edmonds. Maybe you don't kill Edmonds just yet. All I'm saying is that you gotta just go with the flow. Uh, Tim, Tim, Tim McCarver only talks in absolutes. <laughs> I'm coming. Uh, my mom gets wet when she sees Matt Holiday. Yeah, so does my mom. So do I, as a matter of fact. Can we please have Thompson on every single game next year, please? I liked it a lot when Thompson and Edmonds were... Oh, no, it was uh, it was Edmonds and Enkia were in there for a couple games with Danny Mac. And that was the best. That was awesome. That was insightful and great and wonderful. And I loved every, every second of it. All right, so... Uh, uh, as I like Thompson. I like Edmonds. I think that they're both very, very good. I liked Ankiel. If Ankiel doesn't make a comeback, he would be the guy that I would really, really hope uh, ends up finding his way into the booth. Uh, so does my wife. Thompson talks for too long. I Look, here's, baseball games are three hours long. Dan, Danny Mack has to talk through all of them, right? Like, I'm fine with Brad Thompson talking a lot, and Danny Mac is the greatest of all time. I'm fine with Danny Mac talk, or with Brad Thompson talking a lot because he says some interesting stuff, and he's comical, and he's fun, and that's what matters. Uh, real fast, I want to get to our, our last couple, our last couple cheers here to my birds on the Black family. Again, Tara and I are working on a project uh, in regards to minor league pay and minor league conditions. It's in the, it's in its infancy, and it's just getting off the ground. Uh, and I'm really excited about it. Also, check out Tara and Alex. They do Chirps. It is a podcast on Birds on the Black. It's great. It's wonderful. Tara's also been doing some stuff with like Winter Wonderland, I think is what she calls it. And uh, it's, it's she'll bring in people, experts, uh, journalists from other organizations, other teams, Cardinals. She's done it with Derek Gold and Craig Mesh. Uh, that's really interesting. It's great stuff. You should listen to that. Uh, uh, ben Sarudi is going to write articles about his projection systems for each of the Cardinals starting players. You're going to want to keep an eye on that. I just finished my Dirty 35. I don't have a plan for release yet. I'm going to start getting writing on that in the next couple of weeks. We're going to see where it goes from there. My guess would be at the beginning of February, you start getting Dirty 35 write-ups of the 35 best players in the Cardinals organization from my standpoint. We'll have a list of the graduates, and we'll have a list of the, the best of the rest uh, just to appease everyone. I'm really excited about getting that out to you. So, and then, of course, uh, Nicholas Childress, Cards Gifts, uh, to those, uh, Chuck Brownson, uh, Dennis, uh, cards, cards, uh, Eric Manning, to all of the uh, amazing people at Birds on the Black, I raise my glass. Uh, Danny Mac replied to me on Twitter last year, and that's the highlight of my life. That's a great thing, isn't it? I awkwardly stared at him, and then he said hi, and I mumbled hi, and walked away and tweeted at him. <laughs> Good night, Kyle, and by the way, I'm a dude from Hayden March. Cool. Thank you, Hayden. Welcome to our little party. Uh, pleasure yourself to Jesus tonight. All right, so my last... My last cheers, as always, is to the amazing and lovely and wonderful prospects after Dark Family. I say it every week. You guys make this worth doing. I love doing it. Uh, I, I The fact that we've made something special on a Sunday is really cool, I think, too. Uh, this is kind of like going to church as we talk about Jesus all night uh, and masturbating to him. Uh, what I would like for you to do is I would like you to end Prospects After Dark and masturbate to somebody who is in Prospects After Dark. Uh 
guy or girl. I'm going to do it to Cardinal's Gifts, as a matter of fact, here in a little bit. Follow that. Actually, I want everyone to masturbate to Cardinal's Gifts. You don't know what he looks like, so you can do whatever you want with it. Just think about whatever you think the favorite sexy gif is and just get after it. Go to Poundtown. But I, I joke around, uh, sort of. Uh, but only to say that, look, the Prospect After Dark family is a, a, it's a community. It's a, wonder, a wonderful, amazing community that you've all cultivated that I get to sit here and talk like I have some part in it other than as a talking asshole who doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Uh, so to my Prospect After Dark family, I, I love each and every one of you and I appreciate you being a part of this and allowing this to become something more than just some asshole talking into a camera. Uh, I'm also going to make a special point, and this is going to happen pretty regularly now, you're just going to have to deal with it, to the lovely and talented and incomparable, and I can't stress enough, to me, how incomparable she is, Ashley Crow. Uh, to you and to my pad people, I raise my glass. All right, family, that's all I got for you. God, that Jefferson is a lot different than that rye. Love Jefferson. So keep an eye on Birds on the Black. The Dirty 35 is going to be coming at you strong, brother. It's going to be coming at you strong, brother. I don't know Macho Man Randy Savage. I can't imagine where that came from. Uh, but it's here for you. Never do a Slim Jim. Uh, it's there for you. And uh, so you need you to circumcise your neighbor. I'll, I'll circ circumcise whoever you want. Cut that skin, bro, and then wear it. If you guys if you guys circumcise your neighbor and send it to 5079, uh, 5079 Waterman, apartment 309, Salem, Missouri, 6308, I will hang the circumcisions right here by Lankford. Uh, again, so for everybody at Birds on the Black, everybody at Prospects After Dark, uh, I am Kyle Reese. It is my humble and amazing pleasure to be able to provide this for you on a weekly basis. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be here again next Sunday. Uh, uh, for everybody at Prospects After Dark, if you watch this, if you're listening to this, you are part of the Reese existence. Uh, I love it. I can't wait to get the Dirty 35 out to you. And uh, again, Happy New Year to everyone. If you guys end up having half of the 2019 that I had on New Year's, uh, then you're in for just the best year of your lives. And uh, I hope and wish and uh, and pray. <laughs> That's funny. It's an inside joke. Uh, but I, I hope for all of that for all of you. Uh, so again, for everybody at Birds on the Black, everybody at Prospects After Dark, I love each and every one of you. If you watch this or listening to this, you're part of the Reese existence. And as always, fam... Happy, happy hunting. Happy hunting.